And I think that there's an interesting statement that's thrown around quite a lot called knowledge is power, right? We hear that all the time, knowledge is power. But I think really that knowledge plus action is power. Like if you have a lot of knowledge and you don't put it to use, that's not actually power, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you know, use of knowledge is power. It's the adaptation that I've heard as well. I think that's the way to go. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm good, thanks. This is episode 47. Wow, we're getting close to that big 50. <laughs> It'll take us six months to get there. This way. <laughs> well, it's all about quality, Ezra, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Quality over quantity, man. But I, I would like to get the quantity of Think, Act, Get back up. Where are you in the world today? I am at home, actually, in a stable pattern of going absolutely nowhere. I, I don't think I have any travel plans till later in the year, so I'm really in that routine that we often talk about where I'm getting stuff done, I'm surfing every day, I'm super well rested, and I'm like the sharp saw that's able to fell trees. I'm just at that, that phase in my life where I'm living and creating and enjoying. And I'm actually really enjoying not traveling just for a little while. I'll tell you what, man, are you feeling powerful? I am feeling powerful. That's nice. It's a good way to feel. Yeah. I feel quite powerful as well. It's like those batteries, you know, where you, when they run out, you just uh, recharge them. Like you just, like if you've let a device just go completely to the end of its limits and then you recharge it and then you've got that initial, that, that charge, that ability to do anything. That's the phase I'm in at the moment. How about you? I'm feeling uh, a little run down, a little um, just burnt out. I've been in Vegas for four days. <laughs> <laughs> that place is like, oh my God, it's like being on drugs. It is like just uh, surreal. You just can't believe what you're seeing. It's it's really intense and, and they're, they're just like people are smoking indoors and it's recirculating the cigarette smoke into your hair and it's just a really, really rough place to be. Although the thing that I was doing there was really fun. It was a the ASM, which are these guys who have this uh, course that teaches you how to do an Amazon business, they were putting on a conference for their for their users, and I got to speak at it. It was really a good time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I felt like it was my best presentation uh, to date, um, and I had a, such a great time. But I just like I just can't I just can't handle Vegas, man. I wasn't even drinking. I'm not even you know I wasn't doing anything that you would think that people do in Vegas, and I just couldn't handle it. Would you say that the conference was so well attended because they have hitched? their wagon to a very powerful marketplace. Oh my God, yes. I mean, these guys just launched this thing at the perfect time. It's it's the time, and it has been for the last year or so when they started launching it, to be uh, retailing on that particular channel. It's never been easier, and and they just hitched right onto that power stream and, and just kind of um, – kind of uh, what do you do when you're on uh, holding a, a rope on the back of a boat and you're just riding it <laughs> they're surfing it nice man so um, we're talking about Amazon of course and Amazon is a very powerful company and our topic today is power and it might be uh, an interesting discussion I'm sure there's a few aspects to this we've got the, the business aspects we've got relationship aspects and cultural aspects there's a lot of, a lot of ways to define power and it can, can be def- one way to define it is the ability to get what you want done and have things the way that you want them. And there's also like internal power, 
and external power. And the funny thing is, is that like no amount of external power gives you internal power, but internal power can bring you a lot of satisfaction in your life and lead to external power. So power, what is it? Are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Sweet. Yeah. So is power good or bad? Um, I think, you know, power is neutral and it can be used for both purposes. I agree. Yeah. There's like can... I like to think of power as good because I use my power for good things. <laughs> it's like a superhero or a villain. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've all worked in an office where power, you know, there's power plays and people force you to do certain things. You know, when you think of power, there's a lot of other connotations that come up like authority and command and control and people use it coercively. But then at the same time, there's your internal power. If you become an expert at something, then you know people will defer power to you automatically. There's there's this idea that when you, you know, power, where it's slightly different to influence, is that power is a thing that you can tap. It's where person A and then person B. If one person has more power, it will change the way that the other person reacts to that person automatically without anyone having to do anything. So the more of an expert you become, the more power you have in the marketplace, as long as people value what it is that you have. And it's interesting to me that if you want to become more powerful, then you create more value. Yeah. And, and power can be felt. People can feel it. You know, they really can. They can feel when in, when you feel powerful and they can see when you are powerful in a, in a particular area. And our culture the desire for power is, is sometimes by large groups of people looked down upon. But generally, people want more power in their lives. And I don't know, you watch the, 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 the television show Game of Thrones? I don't watch that one. I know everyone else has. And at some point in the future, I probably will be able to say yes to that. But I've, I've only, just, only just finished Breaking Bad and now and Suits. I haven't, I haven't gotten into Suits, but I'm sure that's pretty good. Well, it, Suits makes New York look fantastic. It's very, it really glorifies the culture and the society there. I think you're going to love it. Have you, have you been, I mean, New York really is fantastic. So I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's just describing the way things actually are. But, you know, it's funny the, the way that um, things look through the lens of certain people, right? Like certain places like Vegas looks horrible to me, but then there's people who could describe Vegas to you as like just the best place in the world. But the reason I was who would that be like a mafia money launderer or uh, a, a performer? Yeah, performer, perhaps someone who just loves sitting at the slot machine, smoking cigarettes, and dropping quarters into a box. <laughs> now there's a lifestyle. <laughs> but no. So the reason I bring up Game of Thrones is because there's this there's this character Joffrey Baratheon, and he's like the archetypal character of that bratty child king. Like everyone agrees that this person has a ton of power because of who he was born to. But he doesn't have internal power, compassion, or control over himself. So he ends up causing a lot of pain and being cruel. And I think that, you know, the thing about, you know, you can have a lot of external power, but if you don't feel power internally, you can abuse, you're more likely probably to abuse that external power. So the thing about internal power, which is what I think uh, is the most valuable kind of power, it really comes from feeling right about yourself and feeling right about who you are and having self-confidence. And you'll notice that you feel powerful about the things that you feel good about. Like right now, we were just talking about my event coming up and how I have not sold as many tickets as I would have liked at this point, right? I think now is kind of the time 
that um, I, that I'll start seeing lots of ticket sales coming. You know, I don't even really expect to sell a lot of tickets to, to the event uh, right now, right, and this far out. But when I feel into that area, I don't feel particularly powerful in, in relationship to my event because I don't have this external validation factor. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's little benchmarks where you might be able to detect your level of power. Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, there's there's things in your life that you that you measure and then feel powerful in relation to or not. And the other thing I think in our society that we're taught is is we're taught to value the masculine forms of power, aggression, brute strength. But there's also the feminine forms of power that are equally important, such as like compassion and wisdom and like that. Yeah. So like the traditional brute force power where you're pushing and not backing down and getting your way. But that's not always the most powerful thing. I like from the uh, Sun Tzu, The Art of War, he talks about being like water. And then I think Bruce Lee cottoned onto that idea as well. And water is actually even more powerful. It just, just moves its way around and over things and changes form. So nothing can really get in its way. It's a looser kind of power. It's, it's, uh, it's not as obvious, but it's extraordinarily powerful. I mean, I mean, down at the beach here, all the sand is probably rocks that have been ground by water over the years. So uh, power can create uh, big change. And I think that you know, the, the interesting thing about water is like if you look at a, a giant rock, that thing can roll as far as it can until it hits another rock and it gets stopped in conflict, right? Whereas, like you said, water goes up and over. And so there's power and flexibility, being able to, to change and, and move and, and, and be fluid. I think that's uh, probably the most powerful way that you can be in relationship to anything and being able to change your mind about something, being able to overcome obstacles and not just get stuck in them. Yep. And I think that there's an interesting statement that's thrown around quite a lot called knowledge is power, right? We hear that all the time, knowledge is power. But I think really that knowledge plus action is power. Like if you have a lot of knowledge and you don't put it to use, that's not actually power, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you know, use of knowledge is power. It's the adaptation that I've heard as well. I think that's the way to go. Like a lightning bolt, if it's, um, you know, you've got this great amount of energy, like in a scientific form, power is like the amount of, what is it, the units of energy per time or something. So it's it's got all this stuff there but if you can't capture it if you can't tap it and turn it into something else uh it can burn you <laughs> so so uh yeah you've got to be careful with power and for that reason it's nice to have basically have some frameworks on how you're going to use the power like you could use it to be a mastermind criminal or you could use it to be a spectacular value creating entrepreneur so it's good to channel that and i think you'll find a lot of um, people who build up a large amount of power and who know it and know that other people are aware of their power, uh, they do tend to take shortcuts with it and they, it might turn it, its ugly head into ego, coercive behavior, et cetera. And it's probably not a good long-term strategy. It's better if you center that power and use it for good and to, to sort of decide what your core is and act consistently with that as, as you increase your power. And we're both in an environment where we are helping students power up. We're literally giving them tools and strategies and frameworks to be able to generate more power in society, whether it's uh, financial power, self-confidence power, and then you have to have a way that you're going to manage that because it's, it is quite different than when you're powerless or, or feel like a victim or you, you feel like you don't have any choice. Well, I think it's interesting that you point this out because developing the ability to express yourself clearly or to clearly express the experience of a group 
can give you power. So when someone's considered a voice of their group, that's powerful. And, and power is also closely tied to influence, which is when people around you do what you suggest to them. Yeah, exactly, because they perceive that you have an advantage. So they'll actually change the way they behave according to, to your level of power. Like if a very famous person, you know, knocked on your door right now, like, you know, Robert De Niro or something, you might perceive them to be a very powerful celebrity. And if he, you know, if he asks you for a favor, if he could borrow your room for an hour or something, you know, an average person might say, you bet, you know, do you mind signing a tablecloth on the way out or something? You know, like the, he's got this perception of power so uh, people will, will behave differently around that person than other people. Yeah, and the more you're in touch with your own power, the less force you're going to have to use to get things done. Often people who don't feel powerful will end up being very for forceful and sometimes abusing the power they do have. And one other thing I want to say on the masculine feminine is that uh, feminine power is also desire, right? The desire for things is a very powerful thing that, uh, that is more of a, a, a feminine trait. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, in relationships – power comes from the agreement between parties. So like if you think about our society, we give more power to men than women, more power to adults than children, more power to rich people than poor people. But true power can't be given. I, I think true power is created from within. Like money is not power. Time freedom is not power. Those are things that uh, you can create with surplus, right? I think it's maybe perceptual because in a relationship, the person who needs the relationship the least has more power. Explain that. Well, if there's if there's two people in a relationship, like a business relationship or a personal relationship, it doesn't really matter. Whoever needs that relationship the least has more power. They're the, the less needy person. They have more power to be able to change, to move on, to let go of the partnership. Uh, the person who needs the relationship the most has less power in the relationship. In the business relationship. That makes sense. In personal relationships, when one when one party feels really powerful and the other party feels not as powerful, those aren't happy relationships. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And and generally, the person who's the most needy is the, the, the powerless person. Yeah. Well, there's power in being nice. There's power in having surplus and empowering other people is a really fun thing to do. And ultimately, I think it's why we do what we do, James. It's a really nice feeling to, to have other people feel powerful about themselves, to, to, to support people and inspire people to feel good and feel powerful and feel like they can do whatever it is they want to do. Well, for me, I, for me, it just feels like a nice ethical way to increase my own power. If, if I was being brutally selfish, you know, I'm on this planet to to live blissfully, you know, like a Joseph Campbell sort of philosophy. I want to be happy. And the, the way to do that is to help other people get what they want and I automatically get what I want, like that cliched self-development line. But also if you if you want to generate power, then help other people power up and it lifts you up. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that we want you to do in this week's weekly willpower wager. Weekly willpower wager. This is a pretty heavy, I mean, this is a heavy episode. We're just kind of going back and forth on, on this topic of power. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some other heavy stuff. But I think that, you know, power is, is this thing that affects all of us. And, and we either feel powerful in relationship to certain areas of our life or we don't feel powerful in relationship to certain areas of our life. And, and we have control over that, right? If we don't feel powerful in a certain area, like let's look at where do in the, this week's weekly willpower wager where do we feel powerful where do you feel powerful what do you feel really good about do you feel intellectually smart and confident about that do you 
Do you, where do you not feel powerful? Do you feel like you're overweight or out of shape? Take some time this week to focus on an area of your life where you're not feeling powerful and do something about it, i.e. me and my event, right? I'm not feeling powerful in relationship to the number of ticket sales I have. So what I'm going to do is go and do something about that and generate some more ticket sales. That's it. You know, the, the power is going to come from chasing your pain point because you know when you resolve that, you automatically power back up. Yeah, totally. So before we move on to news and updates, James, anything else about power? No, I think like it is a it's a heavy topic because it's just a it's like it's literally a powerful topic. Power is a it's a strong word. It has big connotations. I I definitely had to look it up to understand it a little more, and I'm sure we've only just scratched the surface. Uh, but and it has so it's 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 applicable in so many different contexts. And ultimately, what I wanted to communicate with this episode on power is really that you are con- you are in control of how powerful you feel and ultimately how powerful you feel comes down to how good you feel about yourself how right you feel as a person and what i mean by that is like you know do you feel good about where you are in your life and the way that you behave in your relationships and you know where you are in in relationship to these measuring sticks that society puts on you like for example your weight or your age or whatever, or your, your financial status. And if there's areas in your life where you don't feel powerful, then do something about that. You know, move in the direction, make moves in the direction of having more power in those areas. Do what it takes to feel self-confident. Perhaps that is, you know, uh, changing the way that you, your physical appearance looks, or perhaps that is, you know, um, being more, um, upfront in your relationships and actually expressing how you feel and not being afraid to communicate what's going on inside. And like, whatever that thing is for you, you can control that. You really can um, control the amount of power that you have. Yeah, I concur with that. You can create your own power. There's no need to be a victim out there and to feel powerless. You can create a situation of power. Go and create value for powerful people and you'll automatically power up as well. I liked what you said about becoming an expert in a certain area because one of the things that uh, becoming an expert in a certain area does for people is it, it ends up making them feel really powerful because they feel really good about this skill that they have and then they get outside validation from other people about or they get a second point of reality from other people that like they are really smart and they are really good in this area and that makes them feel even more powerful. So one of the ways, one of the strategies that both James and I have used to feel power in our lives is to become experts in a certain field. So, you know, one of the things you can do is 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 go out there and and get really good at something and become an expert and be recognized for that and that can help you feel more powerful. Sweet. All right, well let's get into the news and updates. All right, news and updates. Smart Marketer Live, as I mentioned, September 26th and 27th. Uh, tickets are on sale now at smartmarketer.com. I'd love to have you come down. Just to, I'll ask you a question. What would the result be for someone who attends that? What could they do after coming to that event that they can't do now? I think ultimately the the main benefit that you're going to get from Smart Marketer Live is that you will come away from this thing knowing how to buy traffic effectively. Um, and that's really one of the things we're going to put a lot of attention on because it's where we're really focusing in our business right now is um, effective methodologies for purchasing visibility for our different offers, physical product offers, information product offers, things like that. And so while we're going to cover a whole lot of things and have a whole lot of fun, ultimately you're going to leave Smart Marketer Live with the ability to go out there and, and effectively uh, purchase visibility for your offer. Well, that sounds like a bargain. Yeah, come on down. 
Now, I'll tell you what else, where I will be, you know, someone who has been very effective and feels really powerful in relationship to their live events is a guy called James Ramco. He's running an event in March in 2015. I'll be there. I always come down to it. It's a big draw for me. It's, it's the best event I go to every year from, you know, it's, it's so much fun. Not that Vegas wasn't great and that this event wasn't awesome, but there's not, there's no place like Manly Beach, let's face it. It's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to going surfing with you again, Ezra. And, and um, that's certainly one thing most participants will be able to do after they've visited. It's a great place to learn surfing. And um, why do we talk about surfing at an internet marketing event? It's, it has to be the best metaphor for learning something new and, and uh, refining and putting in hard work and understanding technique and, and strategy and evolving and commitment and focus and um, and uh, stick to itiveness. Stick to itiveness. Yeah, so. It's a good analogy. It's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, but also you'll be able to you'll be able to come away from my event doing less stuff and getting more profit from that because I always share what's happening in my business and I've, I'm really getting that stuff dialed in. You'll get some of the frameworks and uh, and checklists that I use in my business and also case studies. We're going to be showing some sales funny statistics and results. We're definitely talking about video marketing, automation of funnel follow-up. We have, um, of course, e-commerce with Ezra. We've got Facebook traffic and we have a few other surprise guests and a couple of people I'm talking to at the moment. It's always fun and it's extremely well-priced. Some people say I should be charging four or $5,000 for this event. So uh, come along to Manly. But that's a while off and the the cart's about to open at at time of recording in in the next few weeks. And then... The next piece of news is that this whole do less strategy of Shramp goes, I've finally taken that advice. Uh, I'm launching my version of Superfast Business Membership. Not really. It's my, my version of a, a low barrier to entry subscription where all of my premium content will be. It's called The Community and uh, that'll be launching in a couple of weeks here. I was going to launch it a couple times, but I ended up getting some advice from James on what not to do uh, two times over. So now we've, we've put the put the delayed the launch and we're kind of switching our platforms and stuff but that's coming yeah i think it's worth going straight for the gold and doing it the right way because it's less steps overall yeah i'm happy about it and then i've got you know another sort of brown vox formula style product launch coming up here in about a month which i'll be you know releasing information about talking about how i do the amazon business model how i am you know, um, sourcing my products and picking my markets and then ultimately launching them on the Amazon channel and, and marketing them within that particular uh, channel of visibility for physical products. Cool. Well, we've gone a little, I don't know if we have some speak pipes to, to play today. We don't have speak pipes, but we do have a bunch of uh, uh, unread comments from iTunes. And I don't have them in here for you, James, so I'm just going to have to read them, okay? Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds perfect, actually. (laughs) So this is from a a guy called Immortal, and he says, this is the podcast that got me hooked on listening to podcasts, and it's still my favorite. I crushed through all the back episodes in about a week, and I can't wait for the new ones to arrive. These guys have a ton of credibility. They've both scaled the mountain and have been living at the top so long that they've become very introspective about how they got there. They give away those insights, a ton of value on each episode. It's great content for which lesser marketers would certainly charge. Keep it up, guys. Oh, that's very, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, that's five-star review by a guy called Immortal from the United States. We've got another guy called Zach Grove um, from the United States. Gave us a five-star review, said, uh, Outstanding, the podcast with one-word titles. I'm really enjoying the thoughts. Keep it coming, Ezra and James. Yeah, that's really kind. That's nice of you, Zach. Thanks so much. And then we've got... 
Ah, Paul from theappguy.co. I've been on Paul's podcast. You've been on Paul's podcast. He says, Ezra provides great content. I highly recommend listening to every bit of advice given on this podcast. It's well worth your time. Keep up the work, guys. Great stuff. Paul, the app guy. Nice one. He mentioned me. He didn't mention you. We're going to hold that against you, Paul. Uh, No, we won't. We're just kidding. Uh, We've got... uh, Sorry. Do I know Paul? Paul, yeah, the app guy. Ah, you got him. You don't know him? I think you've been on his podcast, dude. Or were you just trying to get him? No, no. I I would have thought I might have remembered that, but maybe you're right. Um, Okay. Maybe you weren't on his podcast. Maybe I just made that. (laughs) I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. Uh, well, if you haven't been on this podcast, you should get on it. Okay. We got Helen XYZ from the United Kingdom says, entertaining and informative. This is one of my favorite podcasts. James and Ezra have great chemistry and their banter chemistry and their banter provides entertainment along with practical advice on getting the right mindset for the task in hand. Keep up the great work, guys. Love it. Nice. It's Helen. Uh, one more. Uh, we've got one more here, which is from um, Emerson Tamu. From the United States says, creative, productive outlooks that will brighten your day. Shramko and Ezra are absolutely brilliant. They share their knowledge of success and they'll make you think. And before you know it, you're going to be doing more throughout the day. The podcasts are not only enjoyable for the second time around, but they're also more beneficial. Listening to them more than once will raise your eyebrows. Well, that's nice. Very cool. Damn, we're getting some love, dude. We're getting some just... Oh, that's that's nice. It's it's nice. It's really just a, a, a reflection of, of what we're hoping to achieve and uh, you know it's 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 nice so uh, without getting carried away it's just nice to to know that we're going down a path that's resonating with someone and uh yeah i'm I'm pleased with that very good yeah and and guys if you've got um if you've got the time we'd love reviews so go to itunes leave us a review we want we want them uh they help us out on there they get get us more visibility so um that would be cool all right think about it this is our quote section of think i get james uh, this one, I think, I don't think you're going to get rid of this one. Maybe you will. No, I like it because, especially like the um, author of it, uh, Lao Tzu, mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. Work on yourself. The rest of the world's going to become easier. Yeah, and the thing is, guys, nobody can do the internal work for you. The internal work is the stuff you've got to do. You know, looking at your life, looking at how you. Um, relate to other people, looking at how you behave and how nice you are and, and whether or not you're, you know, kind and generous or if, you know, like, like nobody's going to um, do that internal work for you. That's that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and like a podcast like this, it's like we're, we're like a gym with, uh, you know, like a mental gym with weights and barbells and stuff. You know, if someone wants to get into our podcast gym here, and, and uh, think about some of the things we're talking about. Like we don't profess to know all the answers. We're just like talking about it back and forth, see if we can stir some thoughts, trigger a reaction. Even if you don't like what we're talking about, think about why you don't like it and, and what's, what's causing that underlying thought so that you can you know, evolve your own uh, philosophies and your mental model of the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I listen to some stuff that's rubbish, and it makes me irate that that someone would say something as ridiculous as that. But then I I question, well, why do I feel that way? And then I go back to my underlying assumptions, and then it makes my mental model of the world clearer and more defined because I I know I feel something specific on this particular topic. Yeah, it ultimately comes back when something triggers you to look to to, to looking at why 
why, you know, what is it that has, it's having you feel that way or triggered in relationship to that thing. And maybe it is, you just think that that is crap and you don't agree with it. And you know, you've got a whole bunch of reasons why you don't agree with it. And I know that sometimes that's how you feel, James. You feel like, man, the, the advice these people are giving to this, to, to my community is terrible. And, and I'm not in agreement with it. And you'll come out and um, we've talked about this in the past. You'll, you know, you have, uh, you have enough, um, you have a, a strong enough sense of your own power to feel right about coming out and challenging that stuff in a public forum like Facebook, and that's that's. Well, it's, it's like flicking a, uh, the light on in a dark room, and you, like if you can see everything and other people can't, and they're bumping into furniture, I, I like to flick the light on for them. That's that's something I do, because that's what I'm doing for myself. And we were just talking about working on yourself first. I I have this curiosity. I want to question everything. I want to know why I want to explore this. So I like go around flicking the lights on to see what we got here. So maybe that's what we're doing with this podcast for some other people. It's turning a light onto a subject, making a, some, having some introspection. That's where, that's where it all starts. Yeah, it does. And my quote is, the most common way that people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And that's by Alice Walker. And I think that's so true. You just people feel powerless. They feel like victims in relationship to to certain areas of their life. They just feel like they don't have what it takes, or that they just you know they don't they don't have any power. And it really is a, a, a viewpoint. It's a mindset. It's something you can change your mind about. You can decide that you would like to be powerful and that you would like to feel powerful in relationship to X Y Z areas in your life. And then you go and do what it takes to feel that way. And if that takes external validation, then you go and get that, you know, whatever it happens to take for you to feel good and powerful in some area in your life, like you really can do that. You, you have what it takes to do that. And, and, um, you know, don't run around thinking that you don't. Yeah. Good one, Alice. That's a nice quote. I really like that one. So, Alice. you know, like we've, I think we've been on topic today with think, act, get. So thinking is the mindset part. We're talking about the, the mindset focusing around power, the behavior part, the act, you know, how, how do you, act once you become powerful how do you act if you're in your perceived lack of power and what sort of results are you getting the chances are if you want to change your results then you should just work on that mindset part and the behaviors that go along with it the results will come automatically and everything's directed here uh, around life and business we've got we're covering both both of these topics on this show Power can be defined as the ability to get what you want and to have things be the way you want them there's internal power and there's external power, and no amount of external power will give you that internal power, but internal power can bring a lot of satisfaction in, to you and your life and lead to a lot of external power. So power, what is it? How are you using it, and how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. And James, man, this has got to be the shortest episode we have ever done. Yeah, is, it, is that good? Ever. That should make it, make it uh, like pretty powerful, right? We could just yeah, short and powerful. Well, I'm actually pretty happy about it because oftentimes I feel a little. Um, uh, I feel like, man, maybe we should make these episodes shorter, and maybe they, you know, we shouldn't have these hour long kind of dialogues on these concepts. And so I'm pretty happy. That no, I think the world needs to know about your banana diets and sexy ears <laughs> and um, God knows what else we've talked about. It was sexy, <laughs> whatever, sexy Jesus, man. Um, you know what's funny, man? Is no, you were talking about ear sex or something once. No, I'm, uh, I'm not even going to go there. But this, cause so sort of, you're sort of on point there. But let me tell you something, which is that when I go to events now, people growl at me. They just go, Rarrr. as soon as I get on stage, they start growling, um, and that stems from from you. 
you know, when we were talking about grunting being an, being an underform, underrated form of communication and how like in the East people grunt more in their communication styles than we do in the West and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's become a thing, man. So I can't, it's pretty hilarious. And, and, and next time uh, uh, we're at an event together, I'll get people to, to growl you down. Because what happened was I, then I started telling people, you know, when someone gets on stage, when anything good happens, just growl at them. And then Dillard got on stage and then people were just growling at him and he didn't know why. <laughs> it was really funny. Anyways, listener, thank you so much. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. I had to tell a little story there at the end to kind of make it a little bit of a longer episode, I guess. Um, Shrammy, always good. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Ezra. See ya. Bye, listener. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.